Well, hello and welcome again to Toddcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And um, this time we're going to talk about a, uh, a reoccurring item we spent some time on last spring, but it's about uh, our students and vaping. Um, I've, I've said this before publicly. Actually, I said it at our uh, Blue Valley Educational Foundation breakfast that I don't know that I've ever seen something that has both captured the attention of our students and been so um, detrimental uh, to our kids other than, other than vaping. And so we wanted to come back to that. Uh, but if you, if you haven't listened to last spring's uh, conversation with Scott Roberts, uh, principal at Blue Valley Southwest High School, and Dr. Chris Jensen, um, who is an MD, and we're lucky enough to have him on staff as a as a science teacher for us, uh, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, there was some great information shared there, and um, and it would encourage you to do that. But today, uh, we have uh, Dr. David Stubblefield, Executive Director of School Administration for the Blue Valley School District, formerly uh, uh, principal at Blue Valley North. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, just wanted to say, you know, it's about time that I was invited. <laughs> To the to the podcast, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, my apologies. We've uh, we've been going for a year, and we didn't put you on. Your schedule is so full. I might say the, all your speaking engagements that uh, that I that's think, true. That I think that true. I think that was the reason why we, we couldn't get you on here. Well, I appreciate you inviting me, and it's it's great to be here. Well, thank you. Well, we we greatly appreciate you being here because you know as we talk about vaping, you've um, both. I think because um, you are a parent, you have a son that's in the school district. Yes. Uh, but you also, from certainly your professional standpoint, have um, been kind of thrust into some situations that have been beneficial uh, uh, for us as a district. And so I think it's important for our listeners to understand what you know, because you've got some, some new information, even since last spring. Again, it kind of highlights how quickly this mm-hmm. uh, vaping epidemic is changing on us and the information that we now know. So um, talk a little bit about, um, so last spring when we were taking a look at this particular issue from an administrative standpoint, uh, we, we took a pretty tough stand on, on what we were going to do with it. So remind our listeners about you know, where we stand now, yeah. if, it, if it's uh, possessed or, or uh, on school property. Yeah, so we last spring, you know, kind of as a district, decided to implement uh, new consequences for students that were possessing uh, vaping products. Uh, on our campuses and this didn't come about in a week's time right Right. this is this is something that these conversations were taking place when I was in the building and then they continued and and escalated once I took this my current position here at the district office and and one of the things we just saw was an escalation of you know just things surrounding vaping, whether that be uh, finding students that are distributing, you know, some of the, the violence that was that right. surrounded some of yeah. these things. So so we decided that we were going to take a stance and say, you know what, this should be treated like uh, a, our substance abuse uh, policy and guidelines where we have administrative guidelines that say if you are in possession of drugs or alcohol, you are going to be suspended for five days, um, which can be reduced to three days with an assessment. Right. 
Uh, talk a little bit about that assessment because I think that that was to me that's a, that's kind of a game changer. We certainly, when school rules are violated, there needs to be a consequence. And as you described, we we felt like we needed to ramp that up because it needed to be a deterrent. But at the same time, we recognize that quite honestly, these things are very addictive, if oh, not you know, the attraction and the, and the allure of them. And so uh, what, what is the name of the program again? Uh, so the, the program that, that we um, have turned to uh, here in Blue Valley is, is Aspire. Aspire. And Aspire uh, is, was developed by uh, MD Anderson uh, Center for, for Research. Noted hospital, uh, no, cancer research. Cancer research, yeah. yeah, just a, a very reputable right. um, organization. Um, and so they have developed uh, uh, education and cessation program through Aspire, and there are these online modules that um, takes uh, students through um, the dangers of vaping, mm-hmm. the 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 things that can happen in terms of addiction, and there are eight modules that we have students go through. Um, as part of of this process, and we thought that was the impo- that was one of the most important pieces to this to this new type of consequence that we were that we were giving students was you know what we understand that there's got to be some school consequences tied to this, right. but more important to that mm-hmm. there's got to be some education mm-hmm. tied to it. Absolutely. And so not only do the student uh, go does the student go through this, but we also require the parent to go through it as well. And we thought that was. To, to partner with parents in this uh, because we we know it's not just a a school issue this is a community issue right. and and getting parents involved in 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 our in our work and our understanding of of how dangerous this is was was a key piece to 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 implementing last spring yeah i was i was really shocked and amazed last year when um, dr jensen was talking about um, what is in these vials, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it heats up to, you know, beyond 212 degrees because it's a vapor that's created, yeah. hence the name. But um, we're going to break now and kind of go back to uh, Dr. Jensen and have him talk about some of the the scientific, you know, harmful effects mm-hmm. uh, of these vapes. And uh, then we're going to come back to David to talk a little bit about some of the other information that we have. What's exactly in the average e-cigarette juice? The answer, sadly, is it depends. I'm going to mention to you five things that generally are consistently in there. Water, propylene glycol, nicotine, flavoring, which is chemical aldehydes, and then glycerin. Aldehydes are a type of chemical. You're probably familiar with the phrase formaldehyde. There's many versions. Aldehydes are typically found as solvents in e-juice, vape juice, whatever you want to call it. So what's aldehydes do? Well, I'm going to talk to you about cells for a second. Cells have something called DNA, which I think most of you are familiar with. What's DNA? It's the plan for your cell. It tells it what to do. It tells it how to make proteins, carry out life, do all the things you need your cells to do so you have a functional body. Sometimes cells make mistakes, just like you and me. But the cool thing about our bodies is we have proofreading mechanisms that fix those mistakes. Maybe the mistake is really disastrous, like we start dividing out of control and become cancer. We have proofreading mechanisms that often fix that, and that is why most of us won't get cancer, because we have cellular proofreading. What do aldehydes do? They wreck that proofreading. I'm going to talk about diacetyl and propylene glycol. Diacetyl in particular is used for flavoring. It's a great little solvent for flavoring to go into. And what we found is it causes scarring to the airways. 
Here's a great CT scan of someone who was exposed to diacetyl from a factory. It's the same chemical that's in vaping devices. Diacetyl scars the airways, limits the airflow into the little air sacs of the lung. You're losing chunks of your lung, and you're scarring the airways in that particular area so bad that they really become useless. This is nicknamed popcorn lung. It has nothing to do with popcorn. Diacetyl happened to be aerosolized at a popcorn factory, and that's when we first started seeing these case studies. It is the same chemical in vape juice for flavoring. So now you've heard from uh, Dr. Jensen. You know, I remember the term formaldehyde from my science, <laughs> but it, I wouldn't want to put that stuff in my mouth. You don't know, want to inhale the, that, that stuff. Yeah, that's what the pigs were in, you know, when we <laughs> were doing anatomy and physiology. But it, it just, again, goes to show that, uh, boy, we want our parents and our kids educated on this because it is really, really uh, uh, extreme. So... We've got a, um, a program of Aspire to help educate and, and um, uh, help us with kids that seemingly have this um, addiction or certainly uh, are using it. And, um, but there's been some other things that, that have occurred. You've actually been on a statewide, uh, is it a task force? It's a task force. Yeah, statewide task force. Vaping ta- Kansas Vaping Task Force. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that work. Well, I, I've been, I was fortunate enough to be asked to join uh, this statewide task force on vaping. Uh, it involves school officials. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, medical experts, uh, people from uh, Kansas uh, you know, State Department of Education, uh, folks from the Kansas uh, Department of Health and Environment that are on this. So just kind of a, a, a wide range of of individuals um, from various backgrounds that were brought together because of the need of, you know, educating uh, the rest of our state, uh, educating parents, and certainly schools on the dangers of vaping. And this came about because the state, the Kansas State Board of Education, you know, decided that we needed this task force uh, because they heard, uh, you know, I was able to present some some of the data and some of the findings uh, that we had on vaping along with Department of Health and Environment, uh, Kansas Department of Health and Environment, and, and they were shocked of, of just how widespread and how dangerous this has become in our state in such a short amount of time. So they really allowed this task force to come together and, and, and start looking at some ways to, to combat you know, this epidemic. So they've, they've since released a report right? Uh, yes. So uh, give us a little highlight about what that report is, and we'll also have on our website a link to where you can um, uh, view that report. Yeah, so we got together and, and we just started talking about some ways that we could educate um, our state, uh, our citizens on, on these dangers, and um, they actually sent out on a listserv to 25,000 educators uh, just some guidelines, some recommendations yep. of of what your school, what your community can do uh, to help fight this epidemic. Um, and they actually call it the uh, eight elements of a vape-free school. Okay. And so they, again, just give you lots of uh, helpful tips. If you are not familiar with vaping products, if you're not familiar with the dangers, um, kind of gives provide you a little background and some things that you can take back to your school and your community um, with some real to-dos um, to help fight this thing with our students. So it, just a, some very helpful guidelines. 
the, the task force is still intact and, and we continue to look at ways um, that we can uh, help educate our state and our, and our schools. Um, some posters came out of that that, right. that we have put in our schools. Uh, they're that, not very that, flattering, are they? <laughs> no, they're they're it's it's they're real posters that talk about the right. real dangers, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes students don't know what they're putting in their bodies, and and it really talks about what those chemicals are and how they affect um, you know students and and the adolescent brain, for example. So, just some very helpful. Uh, tips and, and, and information to educate students and, and staff. Great. Well, again, that information will be posted on our website. We want you to go and take a look at that because um, any way that we can make sure that we have schools that are vape-free, we, uh, again, and again, David, you've made uh, an excellent point that this is a community-wide issue um, because everybody needs to, uh, uh, to have a hand in a responsibility in stopping it. And, you know, the other thing that about these vapes is, how easily they're concealed. You know, I mean, we get reports. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it's the truth that we have kids that, you know, would vape in classrooms or mm-hmm. whatever. Of course, you know, bathrooms are always and have historically been, you know, sure. where, you know, if you were going to smoke or whatever, you went there. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just amazed at how easily they are concealed. And, of course, with a vapor, there's no odor. Right. And it just evaporates a little. Yeah, and, and, and one of the 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 um, pieces of information that I learned through your uh, superintendent's student advisory council right. was yeah. students aren't even um, exhaling the oh, yeah, uh, the vape anymore. They're they're what do they what they call they're, that? They're calling it zeroing it. Zeroing where they just kind of swallow the vapor so that it doesn't so there's no trace of it and just the the dangers of, yeah. of of that in itself, you know, are I was just astounded to hear that. Yeah, so, yeah. So think about uh, utilizing a vape where you, for a variety of reasons, don't let the vapor out. That you ingest it essentially, right? Your body absorbs it, and um, we know that there are other things that are in these vapes other than nicotine. But right now, let's just stay with the nicotine piece. One um, is a, a capsule, but is that the correct? Pod. A, a one pod equals how many cigarettes? Uh, two packs. That's uh, unbelievable. No, nobody would think about doing that, right? I mean, you just common sense would see that. And I, that is why we just have to educate people on this because it's having dramatic effects. We've, we've certainly now seen that, you know, it's, uh, almost on the nightly news now where you're seeing the effects. I saw this morning uh, on the news that I think the state of New, New York, York um, it, it, they, they banned the, it? Is that ba- yeah, banning the uh, the flavored pods. Okay. So okay. they come in all different kinds of flavors, um, bubble gum and, you know, all these uh, enticing flavors for adolescents. Yeah, and so that that's the thing, and I, I remember uh, Dr. Jensen talking about this last time. Is that, um, and I, that's the genesis of we're starting to see now some some lawsuits that are starting to occur around the country because of how they're targeting adolescents. And to your point, I mean, if you have a flavored bubblegum pod, yeah. 
I think most people would say, yeah, that's probably for an adolescent, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, I like bubblegum, but, you know, <laughs> give me a break. Um, and, uh, again, that's the reason why this is such a community issue, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, kind of what you brought up is is we are, it seems like we're getting these daily or weekly updates of someone being hospitalized, um, suspected of, um, you know, due to vaping right uh, respiratory and, ailments and yes. scarring of the lungs popcorn and, lung dr jensen brings that up and, and discusses the popcorn lung uh so yeah just some very uh i think we're starting to see the results and we're starting to collect data on just how dangerous these things are and it's like a tsunami i mean i i've again i've never seen anything that affects our kids that has come so rapidly mm-hmm. uh, with the technology and the marketing and those sorts of things and it's had, I mean, literally fatal effects. Yeah, and that's that's the other part of this is think about, you know, put yourself in, in the shoes of a, of a school administrator or, or a teacher um, and just the institutional energy that it is taking oh, yeah. to, to try to keep these things out of our school. Um, it, it, it's, it's, this is a daily battle. Um, for for school officials and for teachers. Yeah, I remember uh, last year speaking to our uh, PTO and PTA presidents, and we were talking about vaping. And I said, just simply Google vaping devices. And so we did that actually in our boardroom and pulled it up. And here again, it's it's how these are being marketed because they're being marketed like a USB drive, like a key fob. I mean, general things that if it, or if someone were to empty a backpack, you would find it, it. It would raise a level of suspicion, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The the evolution of of what the, the what these um, e cigarettes um, look like has has the pace at which they've transformed was yeah. was very quick, and and when they're slick and and they're easily concealed. Yeah. Um, just makes our jobs, uh, and, and, and quite frankly, the jobs of, of parenting that much more difficult. Right. And so, I mean, so we've been doing uh, these podcasts for about a year. And again, we're sorry that this is the first time we've had you <laughs> on. But, but I guess this is, this is a repeat for us, yes. right? Yes. So yes. I, I just want people to know that we're taking this extremely seriously um, the truth is I kind of caught a little flack from uh, some people that I know about calling it an epidemic, um, you know, last spring, but it is. I mean, it, it's absolutely an epidemic. It certainly is. And, um, and we, we just need parents and community members to know about this and to make sure that we can uh, thwart this because it's, it's really becoming deadly yeah. uh, for kids. So I'm, I'm interesting. Uh, to know um so i mentioned earlier that you're a parent Mm -hmm. in our school district yes and so i think that you have a unique perspective here to talk to our parents um about this and share so it can can i ask you to do that can you put on your yeah your dad hat and say you know this is what i kind of (laughs) believe about vacant and and what we need to do from you know collectively as parents yeah so uh i've got a ninth grader in the district and I, I think one of the first things 
of just if I was given some parenting advice and and what I've done in my home, right? Right. Uh, it's it's be very honest about you know, hey, are you doing this? Yeah. Do you have friends who are doing this? Um, obviously, I'm concerned about them as well. Provide them with information, right? Because knowledge is power, and and a lot of times these kids don't know what they're getting themselves into, and and it's so addictive, right? You know, one or two times can turn into something that they have to have um, every hour of the day, well, you're right? Like you're smoking two packs, <laughs> yeah, and every, in every pod, pod, right? So, so I, I would just say hmm. start with. Um, providing information, just having a real conversation with your kids, just like you do, you know, at the dinner table or, you know, driving to the ball game or wherever. Uh, just being very honest about, you know, what you're hearing as a parent uh, in regard to, to vaping and the dangers and, and what's in the news and and just have open that dialogue uh, with your uh, yeah. with your kids. So that's where I would start. Um Certainly, if if you feel like um, you suspect uh, your your student is is vaping, um, there are there are resources. Sure. Uh, you know, we have resources. If the the Kansas Department of Health and Environment, they have just a they have a ton of resources. If you go to their website, right. um, from having those conversations to providing information, and then also where you can go to get help yeah. so we also want to be that resource as a school district right and absolutely so, we want to partner with yeah. families uh you we'd know. much rather not work on the school violation <laughs> side of this we'd much rather talk about how we can prevent it or absolutely you know, as you talked earlier if they if they have or are doing it how we can get them away from it yeah so. that i think i think starting there is um is a way to 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 insert yourself into this conversation yeah. and and to be, um, you know, one of those uh, voices of reason that understands how big of an of an issue this is, and and kind of be involved in that conversation as as a citizen, as a as a you know as a parent uh, in our community. Yeah, I think it's one of the most important conversations that we can support parents in having, and want you to know that you are supported in this conversation. We're we're viewing this as a community issue, and we're certainly involved, as David said, both on a local level, a state level, through through the task force. We even have, you know, this notion now that the Fed, the federal government, may yeah. uh, insert themselves into it. And so I, I mean, I'm appreciative of that because yeah. I just think that uh, it, it's a machine out there that the our kids are being targeted, bubble gum flavored, and you know this, that, and the other. The other thing that we haven't talked about much is that these these pods can be manipulated there's other things that can be put into them right and and we've seen that here in our district right uh where um we've confiscated pods that have thc Mm -hmm. so you know the the main ingredient in marijuana or the active ingredient in in marijuana so uh we know that students are doing that uh and again that that helped us to escalate, right. uh, you know, 
in the middle of a semester uh, helped us to change what we were doing with students. Yeah, it was kind of unprecedented in that regard, but because we're seeing these sorts of things. You know, the other thing, if you just think about it, the the pot of nicotine with its impact is bad enough, but if you have someone else that is, you know, not a manufacturer, (laughs) it's somebody else that's just taking the nicotine out and putting in THC or, you know, something else, Mm I mean that that in and of itself is just not safe, yeah. and uh, we we uh, we just desperately want our kids and our parents and our community to be informed about this issue so that we can collectively just make sure that it's not a part of our story. Yeah, and and one of the things that I've been impressed with uh, is is the willingness of our parent community mm-hmm. to get it to get no, involved and to speak totally. into this. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, we we've got a parent you know, that's on the task force, uh, Blue Valley Parent, and uh, certainly has helped with resources. Uh, I know there are uh, folks on the uh, state board, uh, you know, who are very um, active and interested in in this conversation and have really uh, been very supportive of our efforts. So that's, that's that's been encouraging. Great. Well, um, again, if you haven't viewed uh, our vaping uh, podcast from last spring, make sure that you go uh, take a look at that. Um, and and uh, Dr. Stubblefield, we thank you so much for uh, what you're doing uh, for us and helping educate us and bringing uh, programs like Aspire uh, to our program and supporting our, our principals in doing this uh, this really important work um, as we go forward, and so uh, I think I just want to uh, ask you if there were if there was something that um, you would really want uh, our parents to know um, uh, with regards to this. What would what would be that one thing that you would just hope that they would take away from this conversation and and put it in some form of action to help their child? Yeah, well, I think you know, kind of what I mentioned before and that conversation um just just, do it just 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 have that conversation just just plan on speaking to your kid about um what you've been hearing uh you know ask them about just be be very blunt with them and and ask them are you vaping do you have friends that vape and and just let them know that you're there to support them and to help them avoid um the dangers uh, that we are finding out um, with with these products well said well said well folks thanks very much for listening we know that it's kind of been a um somewhat of a a tough topic uh particularly if it's if it's affected you but again we're we, we need to do this together we want to make sure that we educate we uh, we have resources there are recess resources out there let's work together to make sure that we can uh ensure that uh vaping is not a part of our uh student story here in here in Blue Valley. So, and um, I would say that as I always end these, in order to make uh, today and tomorrow a BV best day, we've got to work together and particularly no greater sense of urgency or opportunity we have than to work together to educate ourselves and thwart uh, vaping in our community. So, uh, Dr. Stoffel, thanks very much. It will not be another year before we bring you back. Well, that's that's probably because Tanya's going to be sitting what? in this seat, and she'll yeah, probably she'll probably be every I'll month. Probably, I'll probably be her first guest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, go out and make it a BV best day. Thanks very much, everyone.